0: a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on Leading & Learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading & Learning. This is episode number 138. And the title of today's show is From Vision to Action. And we're going to talk about vision we're going to talk about values. We're going to talk about culture within our organization. Now, I'm going to talk about the church for just a moment because I am a, a, a pastor. I'm one of the staff pastors of our church. And, you know, most people would say that the church, most churches have plenty of vision. I mean, you'll hear the conversations between department heads where they're saying, man, if we just had this much money, we could do this. If we had this much money, we could build this new building. If we had this much money, we could, you know, add this new wing. If we had this, we could add this new program. If we had these leaders, we could. And we always have vision. We know what we want to do. We want to move forward. We want to help people. We want to impact our communities. That's that's the outgrowth of our vision and you know it may be the same in your business i mean for a business to stay on the cutting edge of whatever sector they're in they have to have vision they know what needs to be tweaked they know what needs to be improved on they what know what new products and services to offer because if they don't they don't become they, they cease to be competitive so most organizations have a certain amount of vision if they're going to stay relevant but fulfilling that vision is a, is an entirely different story. Uh, not too long ago, I was in a particular business dealing with uh, customer service uh, about a particular product that did not um, deliver. Let's say, and the the customer service representative that I was dealing with, you know, really wasn't being very helpful. And I was starting to get frustrated, and I noticed on the wall they had their mission statement, and part of it was to deliver excellent customer care. And, you know, I thought about that, and I started to kind of throw that in the guy's face, but, you know, I was already a little little frustrated, so I didn't. And eventually they did come around and help me, but um, it, it, it took more effort than it should have because they weren't offering customer care. And, you know, I got to thinking about it. I got to thinking about it, and I realized there was a gap between what their mission statement or their vision statement, which promised excellent customer care—that's part of their 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 mission—and then the actual fulfillment of it. There's a gap there, and you know that's a that's a sad thing. But we often find ourselves in that situation. Um, you know, give you an example. You know, a church may have a mission statement that says, you know, our goal is to love God and love people. Well, how does that translate? How do we actually live that out? Or is there a gap between what we want to do, love God and love people, and what we're actually doing in our daily lives in, as an organization? You know, our culture, the culture of our organization, is the environment that we create so that vision can be fulfilled. You know, we create a culture in which we can move forward in our vision, but we can also create an unhealthy culture which prevents vision from being fulfilled. We can create an unhealthy culture which um, will inhibit us from from moving forward into a healthy future and, and, and will... Um, Keep us from completing the mission that we've even written down on written down on our mission statement. You know it's interesting um, when you look at uh, the world of of airfare. You know some some big name airlines um, were in the news this year for some really high profile situations in which customers were treated terribly. And you know airfare flying is just such a a chore now because you have to deal with the TSA, which. Eh, you know, I'd have to say I've had more negative experiences than I have had positive experiences in dealing with the TSA. And, um, you know, then the particular airlines themselves, um, y- you know, sometimes the, 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 culture that they've created, their customer care may not be that great. And so it's just an interesting, um, uh, environment when you look at the, the, the field of, of airfare and of airlines and, and, you know, Again, you've had these these really big ones that have been involved in situations where customers have been dragged off and um, arrested, and you know just kind of you know. And I'm sure look, there's there's fault on both sides probably, but still, when you when I look at it, I see the root is being the way that you know a particular business treated people. And you know, speaking of airlines, you know, I read an article recently in Forbes magazine um, about Virgin Air. In Southwest Air. Now, I've never flown Virgin Air, but I've flown Southwest Air many times. And what I thought was fascinating was the culture that the leadership of those organizations create, and this is Virgin and Southwest, um, to hire the right people to make sure that their mission statement, their vision, their values are going to be respected and honored by those employees. And the way they they, they hire their people is they're not necessarily looking for the most skilled person. Now, don't get me wrong. When you're hiring a pilot, you want the most skilled person. But what they said in the article is that once the, the particular pilot gets to that last interview, we know that he's already one of us. And so whatever position they're hiring for... They're not just hiring based on skill; they're actually hiring based on their personality. And if you've flown Southwest Air, you know what I'm talking about. It, you know they're they're fun. They're um, they don't take themselves very seriously. They can you know be positive in the midst of delays. They they really go out of their way to to make it a pleasant experience flying their airline. So. Our vision statement, when we're talking about that, what we want to do is we want to look at our vision statement versus what we're actually doing. Because our culture is our behavior. What what is important to us? Because that's going to come out. That's going to be our, our culture. And then, as leaders, we need to go through as surgeons and actually cut out and remove practices that create a contrary culture. Because as I said, culture can actually be positive or negative. We can create a positive culture that's going to help take us where we want to go, that's going to help move us into a healthy future. Or we can create a culture that's negative, that doesn't support people, that's, uh, that's uh, not a positive environment, and that's going to hold us back um, from the future that we need to move into. And so we want to remove practices that create a, a negative culture, and we want to create practices that support the vision. And what are those, what does that what does that look like? How do, how do we create those practices? Well, we'll talk more about that in the next episode. But then the question is, you know, do we have the right people in place? Because sometimes when we're when we're creating culture, as we said, when you look at these two particular airlines, they hire based on personality. Because you may hire a talented person, you may have a guy with, or a girl with the right skill set, but they may not have the right culture. And it's so important that we put the right people in the right places. A round peg in a round hole, a square peg in a square hole. So looking at our people and looking at our practices, And so on the next episode, we're actually going to go a little bit more into depth on on creating this kind of culture. We'll talk about it, how to do it. Um, But I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com and leave your comment or your question in the comment section for today's post. Does your organization have a mission statement or a vision statement? And if so, do, do the current practices, do they line up with what you've got written down as your vision statement? Or what you're actually doing, um, is that taking you towards where you want to be? Or is there a gap? And you know, in most organizations, there's there's always going to be a gap because you're dealing with people and people aren't perfect. But as much as possible, let's try and close that gap bet- between our values, between our culture, uh, between the, 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 the vision statement that we have, and then what our actual practices are. And we'll talk more about that next time. So, davidspell.com. While you're there, leave your uh, email address and, you know, it'd be great to stay in touch with you. And subscribing will make sure that you don't miss a single episode of Leading and Learning or my blog, which comes out twice a week along with the, the podcast. So, three, three posts a week. And I'd love to stay in touch with you. I send out a monthly subscribers-only newsletter. And you also are the first to hear about new projects that I'm involved in. Um, So let's stay in touch. Well, friends, thanks for being with me. And until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to pursue your passion.